0: I got lost on the way here. Welcome back. Our number three, Beamer, in for Bowerly here on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Appreciate you uh, spending the week with me here two to six. Um, looking forward to Tom's return. I know everyone is, but uh, I will try to not lose his audience while I'm in the chair. Uh, talked about a few things already today. Um, and we'll continue talking about the job hunt and, you know, how that goes in Western New York with Rambo Jim, who's been holding on during the break. Jim, uh, what do you think of the, uh, the job market in Western New York?
1: Well, I got to tell you, like you said, there's help wanted signs everywhere. We need help. But here's the thing. We have too many people in this country that have got all this false pride and they think certain jobs are beneath their dignity. Now, Joe, I might be wrong about this, but the last time I heard, now c- keep in mind this is coming out of COVID, and when they weren't training any new truck drivers during COVID, I guess maybe that was a big part of the problem. I don't know for sure, but we're short eighty thousand truck drivers. Uh- so I'm going to say I'm going to say that since then the, prov- the the situation has improved. We're only short seventy thousand truck drivers. Oh, jeez! But here's the thing: so many of these young guys, today, and we're talking about a truck driver is a blue-collar job with white-collar wages and benefits. That's right. Walmart, correct me if I'm wrong, is starting out rookie truck drivers with the bare minimum qualifications at hundred grand a year, Joe.
0: I mean, that's that is Walmart. I think other companies are jumping on that, too. And, Jim, here's the thing. You know me. I love road trips. I love driving around. If I... Got fired tomorrow. There's a good chance I get my CDL and I'm jumping in a in a truck. And because you're right, the, the pay is amazing for these truck drivers.
1: Yeah, my sister's husband went out and got his CDL just in case. Now he's let's see, I'm, I'm, he's about ten years younger than me, so that makes him about fifty-eight. And he went out and got his CDL just in case he said, out of the wild blue yonder, he lost his job. He's got something he can fall back on and still make a hundred thousand dollars a year to start. Wow. And if you're making a hundred thousand dollars at base pay, Joe, how much overtime do you have to work to 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 say gross one hundred and twenty grand? Not much,
0: <laughs> right? No, you're right. I mean that's a, that's you know, an extra trip.
1: And I have a uh, I know a uh, doctor who's a friend of mine. He does uh, blue collar medicine, and he was saying that. Um, Kathy Hochul is downsizing the prison system, but according to what this doctor told me, they're still begging for corrections officers while they're downsizing the prison system. That's not It's not a glamorous job. It's not a job where people are going to think highly of you. You just took that job because you were too stupid to do anything else, and that's all you're good for. I know that. But when you're getting a good, steady paycheck with six weeks paid vacation, five personal leave days, 13 uh, sick days a year, and a free pair of glasses every two years, why do you care about what other people think about you? Why would it matter? I'm just telling you, these young people today, they're their own worst enemy, especially the guys. They all think they're going to have. They're going to start out as vice president of the company. Come on, Joe, give me a break. Yep, yep. Hey,
0: I, <laughs> Jim, you are right on. By the way, we'll have to talk about this another time. But uh, I'm a few episodes into Yellowstone. I took your advice, and uh, oh, yeah, I yeah will, we
1: will. We'll talk about it because I love that show. I,
0: I know you do. I, I know you do. I'm only a few episodes in, but I'll uh, I'll give you an update later on in the week. Uh, Rambo, Jim opens a line for you eight hundred three zero nine thirty star nine thirty. And, and Jim makes makes a point about millennials and believe me, um, I can't sit here and say that at some point that wasn't me. But there are so many people, and we've seen this, uh, and it's come out a lot with the loan forgiveness um, proposals, right? You know, you have so many people that have these, these thoughts that they're going to graduate college and make $80,000 the next year. I mean, that's just not reality for most people. Now, there are some people who go To school, to school, to school, and, you know, they go for an extra four years. They get these amazing jobs. Yes, but most people, most kids, and let me tell you, uh, as someone who is 13 years removed from college, no, I'm sorry, 12 years removed from college, most of us don't step out of college and start making six figures. Most of us aren't 15 years removed from college making six figures. But you have a lot of people that go to college for some, you know, I don't want to say crappy degree, but for some degree like communications, I uh, <laughs> think they're going to get in the field and, you know, be the next Howard Stern. And, and, and that's just not the case. And, and I think a lot of people, like Jim said, they don't want to take certain jobs. Now, let me tell you, I that was me. You know, when I when I graduated college, hey, I'm already at WBEN. Let's see what we can turn this into. Now, I did end up leaving for a few years and came back. Um I think, you know, I've made the most of it since I came back. But, yeah, I was like, well, I went to college. Why would, I, why would I go do this, this, and this? Well, sometimes that degree you have. I know so many people who went to school for something and didn't use the degree for one day. I will argue that being in radio, I'm not really using my degree, right? I know my degrees in communications. I have a feeling, and this is no offense to the great professors I had because I did have some great professors at Madai. But I do feel I could talk on the radio. And maybe be just as successful without my college degree. Now, I wouldn't have had this job. Yeah, I got this job through Madai, through my uh, through Professor Lou. He got me the interview with Kevin, and that's why I'm here today. But you do have a lot of people. They have these high hopes. Believe me, I was there. I heard them. I heard them talk about, oh, I'm going to graduate, and I'm going to get this job here. And guess what? We're 34 now. They're still not working at that job they thought they were going to work at. Some are, some are being, are very successful, making great money, and I applaud them. But that's not everybody. And a majority of college students, you're gonna walk out there and you're gonna, you know, your entry-level job's gonna be 35, 40,000, maybe even less. And yeah, you've got that truck job that might be offering you the 80, 90,000, but too many people say, Ooh, I'm not gonna go do that. Like I said, if I, if I got laid off tomorrow, I might, I might go get my CDL. I love to drive. I love being on the road. I like a good truck stop stop to get a few monsters in a Cinnabon. Come on. Uh, 803-0930. Star 930 is the number to get on. It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board number. And we'll continue taking uh, your calls on that as, uh, as well. Um, because I, I, I am interested on what people's... Outlook is, and you know, if you have been in that job hunt recently, if you're currently in it, I think you can give some perspective that I just can't offer. Obviously, I'm not, I I see signs. I'm not out there. I don't know exactly what it's like. So if you have, if you have um, an experience out there in the job market, maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're looking for an employee. Maybe you're an employer looking to hire, and maybe you can go along with what, what Jim was saying. You know, it's just we don't. You don't get the applications. You hear of people who are looking for a job, but you're not getting the applications filled. Maybe that that's part of the problem as well. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty gets yawn. We also have the Volkswagen Vortech Park text board. Someone said I dropped out of music school and started a home repair business. Still get music gigs. You don't need a degree for that, <laughs> but skilled labor is way more profitable and. There are kids, right, there are uh, kids I went to high school with who learned to trade in high school, maybe, you know, for a year after high school, and guess what? They found their thing, they own their own business now, and they're making more money than I'll probably ever make, you know? You've got people who, at 18, said, I'm going to start my career path now, I don't need college. And they found something out there, and they made the best of it. And, you know, again, maybe making more money than I'll ever make. Uh, Let's go to Terry in Texas. Terry, what do you think of uh, this work climate? What's it like in Texas? Uh, It's,
2: you know, everywhere you go, there's um, help wanted signs just like over there. But I think, you know, and I just real quick wanted to make this point. And I love Jim, so I'm not necessarily disagreeing with him. But I do want to say there's kind of a disservice a little bit, I think, towards truck drivers when we just assume that everybody can be a truck driver because it's really a hard job, you know, from what I understand. I I don't have a whole lot of experience in that realm, but, you know, you're away from your family up to 12 weeks at a time. It is physical. Um, You know, you got to be super, like, ultra aware of everything that you do and um, super attention-to-detail oriented. Um, So I don't think, you know that it's just one of those things where it's like, well, if your life sucks, just go be a truck driver because anybody can do that because I don't think that anybody can do that. Um, and that's just my take on it. I realize there's a shortage, but you know, let's be honest, we do want qualified people behind them, 18 wheeler wheels. Um, anyway, you know, I'll give you an example. And this is something that came up the other day. I was doing some work for a hotel, uh, major, you know, hotel chain, um, uh, big names place. Anyway, the kid that was with me, he kind of needed to walk me around because he had master keys, to everything I need to get to. And I was asking him, you know, how old he was. He's like 21. And I was just curious how he ended up in that job. And he said basically that he liked fixing stuff. His stepfather, you know, told him maybe he should get into something that was, you know, maintenance oriented or where he'd get to use some tools. He only had his high school diploma. And I told him, you know, maybe a step forward or above this and not to knock any gainful employment of anybody. But I was like, you know, the HVAC trade. The electricians, the plumbers, everybody is, is really short on help these days. I mean, I'm only I'm going to be 42, and I'm, I'm like one of the older guys now in this trade. And that's crazy to me because I remember being one of the younger guys way back when, before I ever joined the military. And I told the dude, I'm like, I don't know what you make here, and I don't want to know what you make here, but I can tell you, you know, if you move up and you decide whether you want to do service or you want to do install work, installers and service guys tend to get paid a little bit bit differently um service being like more of like an hourly thing where a lot of install companies they'll do like piece pay you know you got this job to do if you get it done in six you make this much money if you get it t- done in 10 you still make that same amount of money so there's an incentive to not only do quality work but to get it done efficiently and you go home earlier but you still make it the same amount as if you had to work 10 hours and then there's bonuses on top of that for good performance you know, the kid looked me in the eyes and he was like, you know what, man, I come in at 8, I leave at 2, I'm good to go. This is like the best job ever. And that is the, you know, defines the epitome. That's the epitome of, I think, a lot of the youth today. They don't they don't want to have to work more than 40 hours, if 40 hours at all. Um, I mean, you get guys now, my wife knows I'm kind of in a more lax position right now just because I got tired of being on the road for a little bit. So I'm getting home in a little bit earlier hours but you know my wife understood that even doctors and lawyers are working over 40 hours nobody's putting in a 40 hour week and they're just satisfied and they, and they have disposable income and they can just go to the store with, and, and throw things in their shopping cart without looking kind of thing and but again one of the things that i wanted to bring this up before i forget one of the problems though with the trades is when you start out as an apprentice you're not making that much money you may be anywhere from 10 to 15 dollars an hour now, if you're at ten to fifteen dollars an hour and you're working hard, you're you know you're an addict or so you're doing whatever you're doing. Uh, Seventeen dollars, eighteen dollars an hour at places like Costco or I think you know Targets up to like sixteen bucks an hour. Walmart's up there. It's really hard to to bring kids over from them places where they're just stocking shelves. You know, I, I think it's the fault of the trades to not start out people at a little bit. Better living wage, but again, it's like catch twenty two, Pandora's box, a conundrum wrapped in a riddle. These people can't rank, uh, like, put up their prices to be able to hire people at those levels, and with the cost of materials and everything else that's happening right now. I mean, it's really, I don't know how you would be a business owner and find quality help, or at least put out money to be able to train quality help, where you may waste six months or a year on somebody paying them a decent amount of money a day. And then just have them quit because they decide it's not for them. It, it's really tough, you know.
0: Yeah, hey uh, Terry, you know, and, and you're right about truck drivers. You know, I, I'm sure I w- love the idea of driving all the time, but you know, learning to drive a semi and then, like you said, being away from home for so many weeks, it, it, it's 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 great pay, but it, there are a lot of sacrifices to that to that uh, field as well. I-
2: i tell you what, and the reason why I know a little bit more about it is because, you know, I, for a little while, you know, this is my 19th season as an HVAC tech. This is all I've ever done besides being in the military, and, you know, I'm getting tired. I'm trying to transition into maybe like a sales position or like a managerial, maybe like research and development, something other than being in the field, and, you know, I don't want to break down my body and not be able to walk by the time I'm 60, so I'm trying to figure that out, but I was looking into trucking for a little bit, and you know, I knew that you're over the road and everything. But if you really want to see whether or not you can be a truck, just get out on YouTube, spend six hours on YouTube, and watch what some of these people have to physically go through every single day to do that job. I mean, when we say hats off to truckers, I mean for real, hats off to truckers because again, it's not as simple as just hopping in the truck, turning on your favorite podcast, you know, Joe Beamer show, and and jamming <laughs> out. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot going on there with that, and. And, again, not everybody can do it. And these, these kids today, again, the work ethic is just not there. And, and there's also that stereotypical, you know, if you use tools, you must be stupid. Now, the other side of that coin, I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm over 10 years. Everybody I know is over 10 years, and I'm not bragging or, you know, it took a long time to get here. But everybody I know makes $100,000 or more. Damn. You know what I mean? It's just – it's the it's the work ethic. It's the experience. It's the knowledge. It's the putting the time right. in to to be a credible technician and and know, you know, having companies believe that you're going to do your job uh, to the best of your ability and, and treat your customers, you know, the way they're supposed to be treated.
0: Terry, well said, man. Always appreciate talking, Terry, in Texas. We hear a lot about you know the work work ethic of of the youth, right? And I heard that when I was a kid, and obviously, you know, hey, I um. I delivered pizzas when I was uh, when I was younger, right? That was my job, and it wasn't that difficult. I was in the kitchen for less than two years, and they said, "Joe, you can't make pizzas. We're putting you on. <laughs> we're putting you on delivery duty." Um, but I do think now you've got so many people that think, you know, oh, I'm not going to work. You know, my my Instagram's going to hit, and I'm going to be an influencer, or my podcast is going to hit, and I'm going to be an in, you know I'm going to be a podcast influencer. And you know, you've got you've got people. I think that again, going back to what we talked about with Jim. Um, I think you've got people that have this, I don't want to call it unrealistic, right? Because if you set your mind to it, anything's possible, you know? I mean, look at me. I'm on the radio. I set my mind to it, anything's possible. But you've got to be realistic at the same time, you know? I mean, I think you have a lot of of kids that, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be able to make money by posting stuff online and... You know, really thinking that you're going to snap your fingers and go from zero followers to a million followers and and get all this influencer money. I, I think that might play into it as well. Um, but you know, like I when I when I was 14, 15, however old I was, I was so excited to, to deliver the paper, to have my own job, not to have to depend on my parents for uh, for an allowance. You know, I got my first job at Jubilee. You know, I oh my gosh, I'm I'm, I'm growing up. I got a job. Then went to Lenovo, delivered pizzas. I mean, I, I was I was always excited to have a job. I mean, look at me now. I work two jobs. I'm excited to have jobs, um, and I like to work. I you know I've always had the motto: "There's no such thing as too much money." I mean, I, I barely know what it's like to have enough money. Believe me, there's there's no such thing as having too much money. And if there's money out there to be made, um, I'm going to go make it. You know, and I, I think there's I want to believe that a majority of people have that mindset, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. 8030930 star 930 is the number. Uh, we'll continue talking about this if you want to. Uh, but when we come back, I've got a question for you. In for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. So that's a recording from 1975. That's KISS, Cold Gen. And the open that was given uh, at the beginning of it, because we were, you know, we queued it up. We didn't play the whole thing for you. But the open that Paul Stanley does going into that song in 1975... No lie, he did the exact same thing 45 years later. The same, you know, what time is it? Yelling to the crowd. Same thing 45 years later uh, in February of 2020. I thought that was interesting. But we're here, we're back, and we are with you. Um, so we talked about getting out of your echo chamber. We've talked about job hunting in western New York. I kind of wanted to get to something, to this, to this. And I don't think this is going to. I hope it's informative and entertaining enough to keep you listening, but I don't think this is going to be a topic that we drag out for a long time. But this happened today. You know, the uh, airline market, the airline industry, th- there's, you know, you've got your major four airlines. You've got your cheaper airlines, your discount airlines, and one of those airlines is Spirit. Um, and you know you you see the uh, the memes and stuff on uh, on social media, but we don't have Spirit Airlines here in Western New York. They used to be at the Niagara Falls Airport. They no longer are. They're in Rochester now. And JetBlue and Spirit are planning a merger. Right, and it would create the nation's fifth largest airline. JetBlue has said that will actually lower costs for customers because they will keep Spirit and JetBlue separate. Uh, They will have different routes and everything. And um, as you know, if you don't know what Spirit is, Spirit is a discount of discount airlines. Okay. your ticket literally just gets you onto the airplane. You have to pay for a carry-on. You have to pay for you have to pay for pretty much anything that you want on the plane. Okay, um, you know the joke always is wear four layers of clothes to go on a flight on Spirit. Um, so it, it's you know it's not the it's it, it's a discount. I mean it's what you think when you think discount airline. JetBlue used to be known as a discount airline, but I would say that now JetBlue is one of the major airlines, and, you know, kind of, depending on where you look, you know, I, I'm not one of those people, I don't know about you, when I'm looking to book a flight, I'm not going to an airline's website, you know, I don't collect airline miles, so when I'm going to book a flight, I go to Priceline, I go to, um, what's the other one, Josh, it starts with an E, I go to Priceline and I go... Expedia? Expedia. Thank you. Um, and I look at, you know, those prices. And, you know, I've always been told that Tuesday's the best day to get a flight, right? That's the best time to look for a flight. But I've never gone through an airline, all right? Now, certain airlines don't uh, appear on Priceline, right? Southwest, you actually have to go to their website, and I do. Southwest is the one I will go to their website because I know it's not going to pop up on one, of the other, on one of the other sites, and I compare it. You've got to be... You've got to be careful with Southwest because you have to know what you're clicking on and uh, that, you know, that's the cost one way, and then you pick the cost back. Priceline's different. You click it, and then on your return flight, it will say if it adds any money. And I'll just take whatever flight has a plus zero next to it so it's not any more expensive. All right, there's the setup. So Spirit and JetBlue are merging, but Merrick Garland uh, came out today uh, in the Justice Department is filing a lawsuit to stop the merger between JetBlue and Spirit Airlines. Here's, uh, here's a, little, a little bit of that. In a joint statement, JetBlue and Spirit Airlines say their merger would result in a compelling national challenger to the Big Four Airlines. But the Justice Department alleges the opposite in their lawsuit, saying combining the airlines would reduce competition and raise fares without Spirit existing as an ultra-low-cost carrier to force other airlines to lower prices. DOJ also alleges JetBlue would remove seats from Spirit planes. The two companies say seats would be removed to add legroom, but flights would increase to make up for the loss. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Where did he do that rap from? The audio on that rap is awful. Anyway, <laughs> you get the idea. So it's these two airlines are planning the merger, right? And JetBlue will make a few adjustments to Spirit, Spirit Airlines and their planes and all that. I want to know from you at 803 I have a few questions for you. Is the Justice Department right in stepping in between this merger? Or should the Justice Department... Let this merger go ahead. The $3.8 billion merger would create the nation's fifth largest airline and would be first the first U.S. airline merger since 2016 when Alaska Airways bought Virgin Atlantic. In a Justice Department news conference, you heard, Attorney, Merrick Garland, Attorney General Merrick Garland said the merger would hurt those who can least afford to see travel costs rise. Is this the proper move from the Justice Department or should the Justice Department let the merger happen? You know, as the uh, CEO of JetBlue said, this isn't Pepsi buying Coca-Cola. This isn't creating a monopoly. And it's really not even cre- – the, the the argument is that it's eliminating the discount airline. But it's not. They're merging. I believe the uh, ag- the agreement is there will still be two separate airlines – And there are still other discount airlines. Southwest, I would still say, is a a discount airline. Frontier is a discount airline. Allegiant, which flies out of the falls, is a discount airline. So am I wrong in thinking that the Justice Department is in the wrong here? And again, I'm not not just picking on the Justice Department because uh, that it's Merrick, Merrick Garland or that it's Joe Biden's Justice Department. I just think they're in the wrong here. And I, I wonder if anyone else uh, would agree or have any pushback for that at 803-0930-STAR-930. Uh, I think they're in the wrong of, of stopping this merger. You hear both CEOs say that this merger would be better for the customer. Again, they're going to say that, obviously. Um, but I think the argument that it's going to, what's the quote? Uh, Hurt those who can least afford to see travel costs rise. I don't think you're going to see that. Again, you might see that from Spirit, but as I just illustrated, Spirit is not the only discount airline. Two of them are available here in Western New York, Frontier and Allegiant. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, Star 930. And when you go to book a flight, are you the book the f- a flight through the airline? Or do you go to a Priceline, to an Expedia, to a Hopper? and look for your flights there. And this is something that uh, Bmaz and I talked about when I had the flight planned to go through Denver to get to Atlanta and you all made fun of me. Um will you go I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that question. Are you more convenience or the cheapest flight available? 803-0930. Star 930 is the number to get on. It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park Textport. Within reason, I am cheapest flight. And I know you're going to laugh at that. I believe that taking a nap in the Denver airport is within reason to save $200. Again, that wasn't my wife and I staying, you know, a few hours at the Denver airport overnight. That was just me. If it was my wife and I, we would probably go more convenience uh, than the cheapest flight available. But do you, will you... how do I will you take a 3 hour layover in at JFK to save $300? To me that's the easiest question ever asked. Yes, I will take a 3 hour layover at JFK to save $300. Because I can plug in my headphones and just sit in a chair and wait. I could get a, an adult beverage. It's expensive but it's not $300. Now, I say that with the, uh, with the last time I flew, uh, my wife and I went to New York. Uh, we were like, oh, we've been so good. We, we haven't spent that much money on this trip. And then we sat at a bar at JFK and, and maybe a few too many adult beverages that kind of uh, canceled out our, uh, quote, cheap uh, trip. We had kept everything, you know, on the somewhat inexpensive. And then uh, we decided to uh, have to enjoy the final hours of vacation. I, I think it's easier I think it's easier, personally, to avoid a drink or avoid buying stuff during a layover on the way to a vacation. I think on the way back, you're trying to get every second out of that vacation. So, like, if I'm flying back from Vegas and I'm not on the, all, on the nonstop flight. If I'm flying back from Vegas and, say, I have to a layover in Baltimore or a layover in Chicago... In my opinion, I'm still on vacation. So that's where Vacation Joe and Cheap Joe have a little bit of a duel. Because Vacation Joe wants to sit at the bar and have a few drinks while I wait for my flight. Cheap Joe, who usually gets ignored on vacation, is like, you've done pretty good on this vacation. Why spend it now? But like I said, I'm still in vacation mode. And Vacation Joe usually gets the final say. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star 930. I'll take your, your opinion on that as well. When you have a layover on the way back from vacation, are you more inclined to spend the money than on the way to? Because I know there's people who say, well, no. On the way to, I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm going to spend the money on the way to. On the way back, I'm getting out of vacation mode. See, I'm the complete opposite. I want to take that vacation as long as I can. You know, everyone, everyone says um, the day we get back from vacation, we're going to start eating healthy again, right? Okay, well, we're not back yet. <laughs> we're not back yet. Let's get some fried stuff and a few adult beverages while we wait for this flight. That's my thoughts on it. What about you? Eight hundred three oh nine thirty star 930. So I'm asking you a few questions. What do you think of the Justice Department attempting to block this merger between JetBlue and Spirit? And when you're booking a flight, are you going through the airline's website? Are you going through a price line in Expedia? And will you take the convenience or will you take the cheap option? 803-0930, star 930. And when does the vacation start and end for you? For me, the vacation starts when you land at your destination. But it doesn't end until I'm back on the ground in Buffalo. What about you? Eight zero three zero nine thirty star 930. Jeff is on a sell. Jeff, what, uh, what's your take?
3: Well, uh, first, yeah, I the whole merger thing is, is a little bit weird. I mean, again, there's a lot of companies that are, you know, constantly merging. And, you know, in this particular case, there's, what, four or five different, you know, major airlines. This one seems like it would be... A no brainer just to let go through there are there are many other mergers that that are much bigger, like the uh, Kroger albertson's one that's coming up and then that's like there's two you know that's a big you know that's a big merger this one is just like a that's a good merger it'll be good for the consumer at the end of the day because of the uh, the efficiencies that the two companies will get uh, I do a lot of i book my airlines uh, I usually go to like where you're saying like an Expedia orbits or something like that, but if i don 't find what I want, I do go to the airlines that I prefer. And I kind of pick them apart that way, and I and I do it. And I go for convenience, not price, for the most part, just because I want to make sure there's enough time in my layover to get the luggage from the first aircraft to the second aircraft because, God forbid, there's, you know, 30 minutes, <laughs> and they'll dump. So I really try to make sure that that's taken care of. I make sure that's right. And then the vacation starts opposite of what you're saying because I'm like, I've already, after six or seven days of partying, that, on the way home, I just want to get home. I am vacationed out, yeah, so I am just want to get home and, and kick back. I, and you so know, that's and, my take. And Jeff,
0: from the text board, a lot more people are uh, are saying what you say. No, the vacation's when we take off and that, but on the way back, yeah, I'm already starting, to, already starting to slow down. Appreciate the call. Jeff on a cell opens a line for you, 803-0930, star 930. And you know what people are saying, Joe, once you have a kid, you know, uh, you, you, this is going to change. You're going to go more for convenience. You're going to want to get to the place quicker. You're not going to want to sit around a, uh, a stuffy airport. I get that. I understand that. But me right now at 34, um, like I said, my for me it's the vacation starts when you're on the ground at the destination, and then I'm partying until we're on the ground in Buffalo, right? I remember um, this was years ago when I was working overnights at Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, I went for a weekend to go hang out with my buddy out in Vegas. Okay, he got there a few hours before I did, so I take I get to Vegas, but I had to go through Charlotte because again. I found the cheapest option, not the most convenient. Which, looking back, was dumb because it was only like a hundred dollar difference, and I lost a few hours on what was only a weekend trip. Anyway, go to uh, go to Charlotte, and I just I sit at the uh, at the gate. I had my headphones in. It's like all right, we're gonna, we'll have fun. That plane hits the ground in, in Vegas, party mode, party mode, um, literally until I took the uh, I took a taxi to the airport. Got on the plane. It was an overnight to Newark, New Jersey, okay, where was my layover before Buffalo. And I had like a four-hour layover in Newark, all right? And I was like, well, I'm still on vacation. So I'm ordering things from the the bar in the terminal. I'm, I'm having a few uh, beverages. It's like, hey, I'm still on vacation. And then I got on the ground and, you know, had to go to work the next day. But th- that's just how I've been. But as the texter says, yeah, I'm sure things will change over the next few years, and especially with trying to find the convenience flight. Right, You want the flight that's going to get there the quickest because you're going to have a kid. You're probably not going to want to sit around the airport for a few hours. Now, when I was in fifth grade, my parents did not do that. My, I th- my parents have always been, what's the cheap flight? We flew to Orlando when I was in fifth grade, and we had over a three-hour layover in Chicago on the way to Orlando. So it worked out for them. But uh, I get the point. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Star 930. I want to know from you your thoughts on the merger, on the uh, Justice Department trying to get between JetBlue and Spirit merging. And when you book a flight, are you doing it through the airline or through one of the discount websites like Priceline, Expedia? And are you looking for the convenience or the cheapest option? I'm cheapest right now. But I don't know. Maybe that will change over the next few years. And when does the vacation start and when does it end for you? 8030930 star 930. Taking your calls after this on News Radio 930 WBEN.